0: Hello, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com with another edition of Solutions Watch here in January of 2021. And as I know you know by now, I am a Canadian living in Japan, which in the era of COVID-1984 means that I do not know when, how, or under what circumstances I will ever again see my Canadian family because I am not going to get masked up and tested and vaccinated and whatever else is coming along. Uh, as requirements, quote-unquote, for international travel. And I know I am not the only person in this boat. I know many, many people who are in similar circumstances, who may not even get to go visit their sick or uh, parents or or all sorts of different real things are playing out. Incredible real-life dramas are playing out each and every day in this era And it is a human travesty, but we are not focusing on the travesty. We are focusing on what we can do about it. And amazingly, there are people working on this very problem, including today's guest. We're going to be talking to Dolores Cahill, a professor at UCD, University College Dublin, but who is specifically working as as one of the co-founders of something called the Freedom Airway and... Travel Alliance. I probably have that wrong. It is at freedomairway.com. Freedom Airway and Freedom Travel Alliance. And of course, I'll put the link into the uh, website so you can go and read about it in detail. But let's bring Professor Cahill on to talk about it. Dolores Cahill, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, James. A real pleasure to be on. And I'm a fan of yours. And thank you for all the work you've been doing.
0: Well, more importantly for today's conversation, thank you for spearheading this effort to do something for people like myself in a position, not knowing when or how international travel will resume. I note that as we are recording this conversation, I just saw a new article on Wall Street Journal, U.S. to require COVID-19 tests for all international visitors, which yes. may or may not impinge on your plans. Let's find out about it. First of all, this is your first time on the program. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, so uh, very briefly, my degree is in molecular biology. My experience is in immunology. I set up a company in 1997, sold in um, 2019, around developing diagnostic tests to improve the diagnosis of autoimmune disease and cancer. I worked in the Max Planck um to develop that technology patented it and for about 20 years I've been advising governments I was on the government advisory science council for 10 years I've been an expert in the EU uh, and I worked in the European Commission around the in the unit for the global coordination uh, worldwide uh, including in between Europe and China and I was responsible for health globally in 2013 2014 during the Ebola crisis and I also ran a biosafety lab class two, three, and would have worked in the biosafety lab class four. And I've been working in research integrity and the validation of uh, results published. Uh, and I as that should be the primary way of getting promotion and, you know, whether uh, articles are considered to be of high quality uh, for so around research integrity, autoimmune disease um, and validation of results.
0: That is an incredible resume. And here you are forming the Freedom Airway, Freedom Travel Alliance in order to help people move across borders without submitting to the the various health checks and balances and all of this stuff that was coming in, the tests and everything. That's that's quite a leap. What makes you interested in this subject in particular?
1: So I think what I've I've been really aware of what's going on for twenty-five years in the health community. Uh, And I saw with, say, SARS-1 in 2002-3, how the, um, you know, fear-mongering and calling pandemics when it was not necessary is kind of uh, a method that's been used globally in the health sector to try and push certain agendas, but also in the university and academic sector and in all aspects of government and life. Uh, I've seen how the freedom of speech is being curtailed, and I've spent more than 10 years looking at natural law, and around this, why I did this is um, that people need to be given full informed consent around vaccination and adverse events, and also to be told that we have inalienable rights, not only of freedom of speech, freedom of travel, but also bodily integrity, and that that is the natural law, universal law, and the governments are there to uphold these freedoms. That's their primary responsibility. And that if they don't do that, that we have to push back. And I also was involved in 2018-19 in setting up a freedom party in Ireland around freedom of speech. Uh, So my life's work is really in the last 10 years or so to ensure informed consent in relation to medical procedures, to recognize that people have inalienable rights of bodily integrity, that whether it's the EU or the United Nations, WHO or any government, they cannot infringe on those rights. So really, where we are now around Freedom Airways is to uh, inform people that to travel, which is inalienable right, uh, they cannot coerce you or force you into getting a PCR test or to a vaccination. And so what we're doing now is to say the airways will allow people to travel without infringing on their inalienable rights, and it's using the free market uh, to push back on the globalist agenda.
0: Now, I am 100% on board with that. I think the real question here is, how? How do we How do we start spearheading this? And as I say, I, I'm just looking at this right now, but uh, the latest headline, US to require COVID-19 tests for all international visitors, this article doesn't make clear what counts as a test for the purposes of this new requirement from the CDC. What kinds, I mean, so are we talking about legal challenges to this or are we talking about physically assembling people to, yeah. to move? And how, what other plans do we have here?
1: So I think that's a very good question, James. So I suppose the thing is, if you realize that you have inalienable rights, right to freedom of speech, freedom of travel, bodily integrity, then if anybody infringes on those, it's actually unlawful. Potentially criminal, and it's against your rights, including enshrined in the natural law. But also, uh, anyone forcing you to do it or committing a crime, and it's against the, their code and their regulatory. You know, whether it's a police, whether it's somebody in the passport office. Um, Or if it's a doctor that's coercing you or forcing you, they can actually be struck off. You can sue their medical indemnity insurance and it's a crime and it's against their ethics on the Nuremberg Code. So I think what we need to do is just educate people. So I've been involved, you know, in uh, obviously we have freedomairway.com, which we're trying to now get groups of people together to support us in developing policy, also making people aware of their legal rights and then taking precedence cases. But also I'm very happy to be and proud and honored to be president of the World Doctors' Alliance, which is also to educate doctors as well that they should not be involved in doing unlawful, criminal and coercive behavior. And then just in uh, November you know, with people like Dr. Heiko Schoening and Manika Helleberg around and Mads Pavik, we've set up the World Freedom Alliance because we have to actually bring lawyers together with doctors and scientists. But also uh, we have a pillar for innovation, which this comes under. And as you know, we're very honored to be working with Catherine Austin Fitz and world experts like uh, Professor Richard Werner in the banking economic arm. So to uh, address what's going on. And uh, we do want to set up a new system of regulation and international law, so that uh, to call, you know, to ensure that people are not involved in criminality. So to, to specifically answer your question, Freedom Airways will leverage now the network we have of lawyers, so that if you fly on Freedom Airways, that you can then be covered. That is the idea. That if you come to a passport, you know, or immigration. The idea would be that you would actually either have something printed out to say, you know, you cannot force me to do a test or potentially we would ideally like to have hotlines of lawyers, we'll say in Canada, that would say or potentially the ideal thing would be if you fly on Freedom Airways, we would be able to have pre-negotiated that or potentially take legal cases, you know, precedence cases in the country. So if you were flying from Dublin to Toronto or Dublin to Miami, that we might take the precedence cases to ensure our inalienable rights and why the Freedom Airways, I think we can push, say if there is one in 10 or one in five people in the world that actually will not wear a mask or not be involved in this coercive behaviour, that we could say we will actually build the tourist industry in the countries that Freedom Airways will go to. So. While the globalist agenda is to cause, you know, the rundown of small businesses, restaurants and hotels, I think people are waking up to that actually the hotels will say in Dublin we're in lockdown or in Belfast are now essentially worth nothing, right? Because there's no income. The restaurants are bankrupted. They still have to pay rent. They still have to pay their mortgages. But actually their their property is now no longer, you know, worth what it was supposed to be. Um that that we can in Freedom Airways say, well, actually we could potentially open up Dublin, right? So not only if we want a case to say, you know, this is you cannot lawfully do passenger locator or force PCR testing, we can then say, Well, we can actually put four hundred flights into Dublin and fill your hotels, right? You know, that we can actually push. So we're in touch now, I'm in touch with like four countries in Africa, with the governments in South America. And, you know, we have people in the World Freedom Alliance from all over the world. So we could say we can actually fill up Dublin hotels, right, if we if we ensure that you don't have to wear a mask. So it's a combination of the free market. And why I proposed this in an interview in a thought experiment was that I knew that it costs more money when airplanes are grounded to maintain them. They still have to pay the slots. And I was going around, you know, taking photographs of closed shops in airlines and airports that were empty. So it costs more money to maintain the planes. The pilots can't fly if they don't have so many hours. They've already ordered the kerosene and they're paying the insurance. So that actually we will, if we get people to become members prepay for flights, and then say, well, which airline are going to give you the flights? And we know about 40% of the fleet of the world airlines are grounded. And essentially, if those planes are not used, they're actually going to be worthless. And, you know, in the future, we may actually buy or lease long-term terminals because the globalists have decimated this industry. But it's actually the best time to start considering buying airports or uh, leasing long-term airplanes.
0: This is the brilliance of this idea, is that there are so many people whose interest lies in resuming all of these things that we once took for granted, that they're now having to physically impose themselves between us and them. And yes, so many people have an interest in this. The the hoteliers, the, the business owners, the souvenir shop owners, the, 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 the air, airways themselves, the airlines themselves that are, as you say, spending money to ground planes. There are so many people yeah. who stand to benefit from this idea. All we need to do is get collect the people who are interested in this and and use that essentially as a bargaining chip. Look, we can fill up your hotels. We can make you thrive again, if you will yep. allow and this And you know, happen.
1: there are certain countries like Tanzania and Brazil, right, that never had had a lockdown or there's, you know, you have the experiment in North and South Dakota, right? So the beauty of it is that we can, you know, not only uh, boost the economy, but then in a free market way, say to other people, you if you were living in North Dakota or whatever, do you really want to be bankrupt? And they would either we are we have a pillar for political parties in World Freedom Alliance is to help people actually stand for election. And what we're saying all over the world is ordinary people need to stand for local government elections and also for country elections in order to actually say, you know, I would be saying the politicians are not serving the people who pay their salaries. So we just need to stand as a group of independents all over the world, recognize what's going on. And I would say their families will be ashamed of the politicians, the ministers and the prime ministers for generations, you know.
0: Now, I notice on the website that this isn't simply a theoretical idea. Uh, There is a a section for flights and trips where there is apparently a trip to Florida that is planned for next month. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so I think what we want to do, and also, you know, Brazil is open as well. So we want to pick uh, countries and hubs in the world. Um, so we are hoping to have a flight either from London to Miami or from Dublin to Miami. So we have a membership option on the, uh, website and if we can get enough members, we can prepay a flight, you know, return flight to the airlines and then start booking seats. But I mean, um, we are hoping that we can make a profit on the first flight and then multiply it up. So, um, that is the plan. But the other plan I just wanna mention maybe is that I'm launching a project in the last few weeks uh, to sequence PCR tests, because this whole you know, lockdown is based on positive PCR tests, but actually in the diagnostic world in PCR, you would never diagnose with just a positive or negative. You have to actually sequence what is the test measuring And, you know, there was 1,500 PCR tests were sequenced in October 2020, and all of them were influenza A and B, not one were SARS-CoV-2. So the legislation of all the lockdown and the so-called pandemic and public health emergency is based on the causative agent of COVID-19 being a coronavirus. So what we are, what I am personally doing is going to sequence Uh, PCR from informed consent from people in Ireland and the UK, if those sequences are not SARS-CoV-2, which would be, I think, a biological impossibility in January 2021, that then we can say to the governments, and I am intending to take an injunction in Ireland to the High Court, if the sequences come back as influenza, that the government cannot be reporting cases as COVID-19 or coronavirus, they have to be influenza. And the medical doctors cannot be put in causes of death because they are required to treat people based on whatever the causative agent is, and they can be struck off, but also they can be sued under medical negligence by people who have false diagnosis. But the other thing that, we are, that I am going to initiate is for people who are quarantined, like if you can't return to Canada, or if in Canada they are using these tests and they are false, uh, that people can then sue the ministers and prime ministers and the diagnostic companies and anyone administering the test. And the reason is is that the ministers and prime ministers are spending citizens or people's money, and that is under procurement, and there are commercial contracts, and if they should be testing whether these tests are testing for SARS-CoV-2 or something else. If they are spending money and the tests are not detecting the causative agent, SARS-CoV-2, then they are engaging in fraud, and that is malfeasance in public office, which is a crime in Canada, Ireland, UK, America, five to 10 years. But the prime minister personally can be sued. Because that's malfeasance, malfeasance in public office. So any indemnity they may have had uh, does not apply if they have not done their duty of care to check that the testing was correct. So the way to actually bring down the lockdown is to actually sue personally the person that is requiring you to do the test, the manufacturer of the test, the hospital and the doctor and the, you know, the advisory committees individually and the ministers and prime ministers, right? And so we will be launching, we might take a number of precedence cases, but we will be, and I was on three Zoom calls yesterday with about 50 countries, telling them that every country should be launching the sequencing of the PCR tests themselves. And we will be spearheading it, obviously, and I will be. But this will actually stop the lockdown worldwide, right? Because all of the legislation is based on SARS-CoV-2, If that is not the product of the test, or if there are, we have heard from whistleblowers in America that they detected SARS-CoV-2 in the buffer of the PCR test. So that would, of course, be, you know, potentially commercial fraud, diagnostic fraud. Um, But individual people can sue the doctors. And the way to target it is to sue them individually or their insurance.
0: Uh, I I think none of this will end until some of the people involved in this chain of command, just following orders, start to feel the personal legal effects of the actions that they're taking. So that's exceptionally important. And and that Im- that obviously dovetails in with the, the idea of Freedom Airway and opening skies once again, so that uh, hopefully these yes. tests will not be a requirement for whatever immunity passport exactly. they're trying to work and,
1: on. And maybe, James, just to finish that off real quick, is that when you can target as an individual or a family, you know, like there is a sadly, um, a 42-year-old who died, you know, when the test was taken, you know, that I'm working with, right? So not only are there issues with the testing, but you can actually sue the indemnity insurance or that person individually. So what's interesting is that you don't need the police and you don't need to go to court, right? It's actually a civil matter. And in Ireland and in the United Kingdom, we have lawyers that are taking those cases and so part of what we would like to do in Freedom Airways is to use, you know, some of the money to push precedence legal cases for individual people. And of course, we do not want to be suing doctors really, or you know, if you have an immigration officer or a police officer that's doing unlawful behavior, but we actually this has gone on now for a year. We have to actually make them, as you say, personally responsible. But the other thing is for doctors if they want to renew their uh, indemnity insurance as a professional, they will have to uh, say if there are legal cases, you know, waiting. And so if you have, you know, thousands of Canadians that cannot go home, we can actually take legal cases and actually get the people who cannot go back to Canada to actually file the paperwork for their doctors in Canada So that when those doctors have to apply for indemnity insurance, they can potentially have 2,000 claims and each of those people, the claim could be 100,000. So they will then not, their insurance will be higher than other people or they may not get insurance. So therefore, they cannot work as a doctor. You know, they are not insured. And that is the way to actually, uh, you know, target the globalist insurance companies. And to target doctors that are engaging and making money from these tests that we think are unlawful.
0: All right, I I, I I certainly hope that people can understand the importance of this idea and the work that you're doing here in in spearheading this. It's such an important part of, as you say, the inalienable human right to freedom of travel freedom to even just return to your own home and see your own family. It's absolute insanity taking taking shape all over the globe right now. So this needs to happen. How can people out there who are interested in this, A, find out more information about this and B, support this work?
1: Yeah, so that thank you so much for the opportunity. So freedomairway.com is one. You can become a member uh, and you can support us. So that would be to... Uh, help us to build up a fund to get the first flight or to develop policy or potentially to take legal cases. Uh, The other one is just dolorescahill.com, which is just information from my interviews and things that are there because they have been uh, censored. And then also you can look at the worldfreedomalliance.org, because that's where we're trying to spread this message uh, throughout the world as well, and also the World Doctors' Alliance. And I will be setting up uh, something myself in order to advance the legal cases that I'm taking. And that will probably uh, be in an, in a month or so. And the information about that will be DoloresCahill.com. So I really appreciate the opportunity, James, to get the message out.
0: I appreciate your, the work you're doing. And I'm sure this probably won't be the last time that we talk, or I certainly hope not. So uh, you can update us on the various projects you're working on in the future. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to that uh, Freedom Airway flight from Tokyo to Dublin. I'll I'll be one of the first passengers. Lovely.
1: Thank you. And I suppose just to finish off, really what we're going to live in, we're living in two parallel worlds versus freedom versus tyranny. And what we're trying to do is not have a vacuum to build up a world of freedom uh, in parallel. And then it's just a matter in the free market. Do people want to live at the point of a gun and be coerced into procedures and their children that they don't want to do? or are they happy to uh, defend the procedures in a world of freedom and the free market and if you offer a good service and you're doing what people want uh, that that will that we will win and in fact the, that we're talking to each other already and connecting we've won already we just have to wade through however long the 2 years 5 years 10 years it takes us to push back against this uh, subversive world of tyranny that has been going on under the surface for 30 years and undermining the very fabric of our society.
0: Exactly right. Yeah, the choice is ours. Live in fear on your knees or live in freedom on your feet. And I know which choice I'm going to make. So thank you for the work you're doing. Once again, we'll direct people to freedomairway.com. The link will be in the show notes so that people can go there directly if they need that link. Great. Thank you very much for the work uh, that you're doing.
1: Lovely. Thank you, James. Pleasure to talk to you and to your listeners. Thank you very much.